Wow, 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 wow. What a time to be alive, amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God's doing some exciting things. Everybody doing well this morning? Amen. Were you ready to receive something today? I'm going to do a little teaching, if you don't mind. It's that time of year again. Some of you come around to expect. Start asking me when I'm going to talk about the Hebrew New Year. Well, Happy New Year. Last month, on September the 30th, began the Hebrew New Year. 5780 on the Hebrew calendar. It's an exciting time. Our new year, of course, will start on January 1, which will be 2020. We know that the Bible talks about the sons of Issachar over in 1 Chronicles 12.32, and it says they were men who understood the times and knew what Israel ought to do. I think it's important that we know the times, amen, and know what God is leading us to do, amen? And there are signs in the Hebrew calendar that gives us some hints of what God wants to do in this new year, amen? Usually, if you look, you'll see how what the Hebrew calendar is prophesying and what Brother Jerry prophesies will go together. Sometimes what the Hebrew calendar prophesies is, is more in-depth in a diff- little bit different area, but still it makes you aware of what God is saying. You know, I know sometimes it seems like fortune-telling or something like that when you look at something like a calendar But we know that God knew the end from the beginning. Amen? So he knew what 5780 was going to look like before it ever got here. He knew what 2020 was going to look like before it ever gets here. Amen? So if you believe in the prophetic word, then I think you'll learn some things that you can set your faith towards and move in that direction and you'll be moving with what the Holy Spirit is saying for this year. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, we're just coming out of 2019 on our calendar. Of course, we're still there. The neat thing about the Hebrew calendar, the new year coming early, it's kind of like a transition period. You know, you kind of get to know early what God's getting ready to do for the next year before we get there on our calendar. So it's kind of a transition period. You know, when, you, when you're going to move or you're going to do something like that, you're going to change, make a big change, there's a transition period. There's things that you do away with. There's some things you pack up that you'll never even look at again. There's some things that you have to rearrange and get ready to go into 
the new. Amen? And that's kind of what I look at this as, a transition period between the Hebrew calendar and our calendar getting us ready for what God wants to do in the new year. Amen? The year that we're coming out of on the Hebrew calendar is 5779. That was last year. That was the last year of the 70s on the Hebrew calendar. We're getting ready to come in, make a change from 2019 to 2020. Both of them, not only are we going into a new year, but we're also going into a new decade. Amen? Amen. A new decade. Now, this is what the Hebrew calendar, on the Hebrew calendar, every number has a letter associated with it in the alphabet, and every letter has a picture associated with it. We're coming out of the decade of the 70, which was a decade of iron, which was the seeing eye. In other words... We're moving out of a decade of God showing us things over the last 10 years, revealing things to us, giving us vision for some new things, and now we're getting ready to move in a different direction. Amen? How many of you feel like that you have gained a lot of revelation over the last 10 years. God is pouring out revelation like he's never poured out revelation before. Amen? It's progressive. God's trying to take us to another level. Amen? And we talked about it before when I talked about the power of our testimony. Hebrews or Jewish people don't look at things on a linear like we do. We look from this point to that point, and we go pretty much in a straight line. But uh, on the Hebrew calendar, and the way the Jews look at it, it goes circular. And like I mentioned last time, not only do they see it as coming around back and almost starting over again in a circular motion, But when it comes back around, it kind of goes up like this. It's almost like a spiraling spring or something, if you want to say it that way. In other words, the Bible talks about going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. What is that talking about? That's talking about when you come back around, you should be going up higher than what you did at this point last year. Amen? And that's, that's the way they look at it. So if we were in a decade of seeing and revelation knowledge being poured out last year and the last decade, you know, if God took 10 years and dedicated it to us seeing more, it must have been pretty important, right? Hallelujah. Brother, Brother Old Roberts once said, 
God moves in cycles of decades. Moves in cycles of decades. Ten-year periods. Comes around and it just keeps going higher and higher and higher. Amen? I'm getting ahead of myself. Lose myself in my notes here in a minute. Uh, We're going in to 5780 on the Hebrew calendar. And 80 is associated with the Hebrew letter pay. It's the 17th letter in the alphabet. It looks like this. Now, when you look at this, you really don't sometimes see the clear picture of what they say this is a picture of. But the Hebrew say, the Jews say, that this is a picture of a mouth. We're moving from the decade of seeing into a decade of the mouth. Amen? Now, let me show you this in a little bit different way. You put an eye on there and kind of put a nose and then put the symbol. You kind of see it a little clearer as being a mouth, okay? So it's an exciting time. Course eight on the eight O, the number eight is for new beginnings. So it's a new beginning in a new decade. Amen. <clears throat> so we're moving into a decade of the mouth or speaking or breathing, blowing. Maybe a season for you of blowing some old embers that are about to go out, and you're going to blow them back into a burning flame. Amen? That all has to do with the mouth. Praising has to do with the mouth. Tasting has to do with the mouth. So over the last 10 years, God's been pouring out revelation knowledge. He's been allowing us to see some things in the Spirit that we hadn't seen before. And he's trying to take us to places that we haven't ever been before. Amen? But I'm excited about moving into the decade of the mouth because Psalms 34.8 says this, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, we've been in a decade of seeing, but we're getting ready to move into tasting what we've been seeing. Amen? That means we're moving into the manifestation of what we've been looking at. Wow. That ought to get you excited, guys. In other words, if you walked up to a bakery window and you looked in... And you've seen all the beautiful cakes and all the beautiful pies and all the delicious pastries and your mouth is watering and you just have to walk away with a fine memory of what you just seen. (laughs) Or 
you can go in and make a purchase and taste what you've been looking at. Amen? That's what we're moving into, guys. God's been talking about telling Brother Jerry to tell us, say, show me your glory, Lord. Show me your glory, Lord. We're seeing that it's a time we should be wanting and desiring to see his glory, to see manifestations of signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen? Guess what? It's a time for those things to manifest. How are they going to manifest? With the help of our mouth. Amen? Hallelujah. Genesis 1.26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. We all know this. I always feel like I'm preaching to the choir, but I have to establish what I'm trying to say. Amen? God gave man dominion. Amen? Are we all together on that? Genesis 2-7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That's King James. Some translations and some commentaries says, And man became a speaking spirit. Amen? Now that goes, ties right in with the mouth. Amen? God created you to be a speaking spirit. You were made in his image, in his likeness. You were given the dominion to speak, and things would be just like when God spoke, like be, like was. You have dominion over what you say. Amen? Job twenty two twenty eight says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. That's talking to you. That's talking to me. You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. From that verse, I would have to assume that if we're going into the decade of the mouth, and we're going to be decreeing things, and we're going to be establishing things, we could also say that it's a decade for establishing. Amen? Establishing. Are you established today? What are you established in? Hallelujah. I can't answer that for you. We are coming into a new decade of decreeing God's word and establishing the kingdom of God on the earth. Amen? That was God's original intention. Amen? 
He created Adam, he gave him dominion, and he told him to rule on the earth. We know Adam sinned, gave that authority over to Satan. But when Jesus came, he died on the cross. We know that. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He took back the keys of that authority. He brought them back. He gave them back to us and said, Now, you've got authority again. Amen? When Jesus showed up and started his ministry, one of the first things you see him say was, the kingdom of God is at hand. He was here to tell us and to show us what man was created to do in the first place. Take dominion and establish the kingdom. What's a kingdom? That's God's government here on earth. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, you might say, but the word says we could already do all that before this decade. True. Very true. But when it just seems like, how many of you know when you get in alignment with God, And what God's doing, there's a supernatural anointing that just kicks in and goes so much farther than what we have just trying to do it on our own. Amen? And that's what I'm talking about today. No, the decade of the mouth and the decade of decreeing is not anything new for us. We've been taught about the importance of the words of our mouth for a long time. But God's bringing attention to it and setting a whole decade aside for us to get serious about what he gave us a mouth for. Amen? How many of you know that I don't think anyway, you might think different, but I don't think we've done a real good job of establishing the kingdom of God on the earth. We have in the church but that's only a part of the earth. God said, go in and take nations. Establish my kingdom all over the face of the earth. Amen? Not just in the church. Timing is everything. This is the decade of the mouth. Psalms 81.10 says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Amen? God delivered them out of Egypt, and then he said, Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. In other words, I want to start putting my words in your mouth. I want to get the words of Egypt out of your brain, and I want to put my words in your mouth. I want you to leave negative behind, and I want to bring you over into the positive. I want to bring you over into a place of dominion. You've been under dominion. 
Now I'm putting you back in dominion, moving you not into a desert like they ended up in, but into the promised land. What kept them out of the promised land? Their mouth. When they went over and spied out the land, they came back, and what did they say? We are not able. We are not able. So what happened? They had to wander around in the desert for another 40 years while all the negative people died off. New generation was born, and God said, now I can work with this bunch. And they went to the Jordan River. They parted the river, and they went across into the Promised Land. Amen? Because the negative was gone, they had the positive, and they said, we can. Amen? And they did. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready to move forward this year? Are you ready to leave Egypt behind? Are you ready to move into the new? Are you ready to move in to that vision that God has been giving you over the last 10 years? It's time to not look at it anymore, but it's time to see it manifest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, Moses told God, he said, when God told him to go speak to Pharaoh, he said, I can't speak. He had a speech impediment, or whatever you call it. So God told him, he said, no, that's okay. You can use Aaron to be your mouthpiece. Well, to me, that was a picture of God. He's in heaven. He's given us dominion on the earth. Guess what? We are his mouthpiece. What we hear in the Spirit, if we'll decree it with our mouth, we'll see it manifest in this decade. Hallelujah. Brother Hagin said, Nothing happens in America unless the church allows it. Wow. Look around you. Looks like we're allowing a whole lot of things that shouldn't be. Amen? Don't you think that a lot of that has to do with the church has lost their voice? In America. And if you look in the natural, and I'm not speaking negatively, when you look in the natural, it seems like we're getting further and further and further away from God. Amen? I remember a time when I was growing up, if they put something on TV, it could be a commercial. If if it didn't line up with the Bible, man, the church and the Christians protested so much that that was taken off immediately. Today, they're trying to brainwash you with every show that you watch. You can't watch a show without there being homosexuals on the show. You can't watch the show without them projecting to you their agenda, where they're trying to take us. They want you to start seeing, oh, well, those are really nice people. 
you know, I think I could accept that, you know. That's just exactly what they want to do. Little by little by little by little, getting the church to back off and accept things that's totally against the Word of God. Amen? It's time the church gets her voice back. Hallelujah. Prophetic vision leads to prophetic utterance. In other words, when you see something in the Spirit, God is really showing you that so that you'll proclaim it. You'll take, you'll take it. If it's something he's showing you for you, he wants you to say, I'll take it. That's mine. Amen? And then confess it until you see it manifest in your life. We're living in a decade when God will reveal the true prophets of God and he will also expose the false prophets as well. Amen? Do you realize, I, I had never had this thought before, maybe you have. Do you realize that fake news is false prophecy? It's false prophecy. Flat out lying. Amen? That's false prophecy. 1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Who are you listening to today? Luke 19, verses 41 through 44, says, Jesus wept over Jerusalem in his day because they could not see what would make their peace and they did not know the time of their visitation. God is wanting to visit us and he's been showing us what he's wanting to do over the last decade. He's wanting us to start decreeing and speaking his word and seeing things come back in to a kingdom framework on this earth. Amen? They couldn't see it, therefore they weren't decreeing it. They were talking about the destruction that they were seeing all around them instead of talking what God was saying says Jesus wept. How many times do you think Jesus has wept in heaven? Looking down on the church, knowing all the tools, all the things that he has given the church to work with, the authority, the dominion, the rulership. He's given us the power to do everything that he's called us to do. And we have a tendency to look at the natural instead of the spiritual. And we say, we can't do it. We can't do it. It's impossible. 
Well, God has showed us over the last decade, I think, that it's more than possible. Amen? We're more than conquerors. Not just conquerors, more than conquerors. And this time, God is saying it's time for us to put those words, his words, back in our mouth, start confessing what you want to see, which is the kingdom of God being established in your life, in your family, in the schools, in your church, in your city, in this nation. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we, as speaking spirits, speak God's word, it's just like him speaking. And when you speak it by faith, it will not return void. Amen? Isaiah 55, 11, we're all familiar with. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. I've talked about that verse before in chapel. When I read that verse or hear that verse, always think of a boomerang. You know, a boomerang is a weapon that when they throw it out, If it misses a target, what happens? It comes back. God's word is like a boomerang, but it always hits its target, and it never comes back void. Amen? And if we put that boomerang in our mouth, and we speak his word forth, Do you think that it might reach the same target? Yes. Amen. And it will not return void. That's a guarantee, guys. It will not return void. If you speak God's word in faith, it will not return void. Mark 11, 23 and 24 says... For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Does that sound like a guarantee? Amen. Do you think the mouth is important? Do you think our tongue is important? Do you think what we allow out of this mouth is important? Yes. Very seriously. Verse 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Whatsoever things that the Lord has been showing you over the last decade, You've been seeing those things in your spirit. It's time to speak them, decree them, and see them manifest in the name of Jesus. Amen? Signs, wonders, miracles in Jesus' name. 
The promises of God are like seeds, but they need to be spoken for them to be planted, activated, and brought into manifestation. Brother Copeland says it this way, The seeds you are harvesting today were planted by the words of your mouth yesterday. Ouch, that hurts. Amen? Might as well be honest. What you're living in today, how you're living today, is a result of your words that were planted yesterday. Not just yesterday, but in yesterdays. Amen? Takes a while for them to come up sometimes. You look back and you say, I don't remember ever confessing that. You planted it. You watered it. And there it is. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 20 and 21, Amplified says, A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth, and with the consequences of his words he must be satisfied, whether good or evil. In other words, that verse is saying that we live in the consequences of the word we speak. Amen? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They whom indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it. Death or life. What you speak is what you live in. What you harvest. Amen? The Message Bible on those verses says this, Words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Good talk is as gratifying as a good harvest. Words kill and words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Pretty serious, isn't it? Pretty serious. This is a quote I read. I don't have any idea who said it. When the Word of God becomes revelation knowledge, it will no longer just be a scripture, but it will become your victory in your mouth. Wow, I like that. When the Word of God becomes revelation knowledge, it will no longer just be a scripture, but it will become your victory in your mouth. Bill Winston says this, Go on a word fast. Don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth, because it will contaminate your spirit. Think about it. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, I could go on and on about words and mouth today, but you're all familiar with it. I just wanted to encourage you that we're moving into a decade of the mouth. 
And I want to bring your attention to your mouth. Because your mouth will change your situation. Brother Jerry's word for 2020 says, I will open a new door and cause my faithful ones to experience supernatural increase as never before. I got to thinking about this along with what we've been talking about today. How many of you realize that this mouth is a door? It's a door. It's not the only door. There's many doors that will open probably for you this year. But this could very simply be a door. This is a year of the decade of the mouth. This is a door. Guess what? What you allow coming through this door is what will manifest in your life. Through this door, you can proclaim sickness or health. You can proclaim poverty or wealth. What you proclaim is what you live in the consequences of. Amen? Amen. God's opened a new door. It's a year of pay, the decade of pay, the decade of the mouth. You can change your whole world by changing your mouth. Amen? Hallelujah. The victories that you will have in this new year and the next nine years to come depends on the words that are spoken out of your mouth. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you get anything out of that? All right. I think we've got a lot to look forward to. Praise God.